You're listening to Peppermint Tea with Anna Clark and Olivia Bossett. We are two friends who decided to start recording our virtual meetups while we're having to distance ourselves physically during the current global pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to our conversations. Hello, Olivia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. It is hot today I think it's like 21 degrees here in Cornwall and I know I don't know about you but I am baking hot sat here in my office well I'm in the shade in my living room and it's fine in here but I have been spending a lot of time on my balcony and I think I have a little bit of a sunburn on my legs but it's fine it's all good I love it I can hear the birds in the background (laughs) oh oh it might be outside my window actually it sounds great I think I think it's quite nice (laughs) It's the end of the month. Well, no, it's the first day of the month. Sorry, yeah. it is a Monday. I love it when mm-hmm. the first lands on a Monday. Perfect Same. timing. But um, so we'll talk about kind of our month roundups and highlights and stuff like that. But what have you been up to this week? I have been launching my course and that's basically taken up all of my time last week. And I'm thrilled because I sold and made my goal. So I'm really, really happy. It went really well. I worked so hard. And today I've just felt so tired and really like hung over, but at the same time, really pumped all this all at once. Well done. Congratulations. You've done honestly so well with that. How was your week? Uh, yeah, fine. I've been outside lots. Um, we're recording this on a Monday because we both didn't fancy doing it on Friday. The weather's mm-hmm. been so nice. Um, but yeah, just been out for lots of surfs, uh, some barbecues on the beach. It's been, yeah, it's been lovely and been getting some work done as well. <laughs> okay, so let's look back at May then. I can't mm-hmm. believe that we are already in June and it's been like six months into 2020. That's All crazy. Right. But yeah, do you want to, obviously you've just finished your launch, which is a massive achievement on that. But do you want to talk about your kind of achievements for the month of May? Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest achievement for sure. I I yeah. launched in the middle of May um, and then closed the doors yesterday at midnight. And I set myself what I felt was quite a high goal, especially because I sort of set it after I started launching because we were watching yeah. this this seminar and I was feeling really motivated by watching that and I was like yeah I'm gonna set this goal and when I started launching I didn't I was sort of like yeah I'll just I'll just get whatever I can because of the pandemic um and then you know I was like no no I'm gonna push for this I'm gonna push for this and I'm glad I did because I definitely pushed myself out of my comfort zone I did a lot more stuff that I didn't I hadn't done before and I didn't know I was going to do um so that was really good other than that, because that's kind of been all I've done, I've shot some editorials, shot two different stories, which were really Yay. good. And one of them, I haven't shown any of the images to anyone yet, but I think might be some of the best work I've ever done. I'm. Oh my god, that's so exciting! Yeah, I haven't actually, I haven't shown anyone yet because I'm because t- I've shot everything on film. It's taking me absolutely ages to scan it all in, as well as launching. So that's been a big job, um, but. I finished scanning in on Saturday or Friday last week and the images are looking so good and I cannot wait to place them somewhere. I really want to get them published so I need to now think about how I'm going to get that done and I haven't quite worked it out yet. Um, So that's been great. And then other than that, 
we've just spent a lot more time outside because, you know, the lockdown restrictions were eased. So we were able to go on the boat again for the first time, which was so good. We've had two really, really nice boat days. Um, and also my running has been really improving. We started started running at the start of the month, um, just kind of on a whim, me and my boyfriend decided we were going to start running together. And I've, I've always run in the past, but never pushed myself very hard or had any sort of major goals. But with Tom doing it with me, it's really helped motivate me. And um, I'm getting really fast, like much faster Yay. than I used to be. And I did my first 7.5k of the day, which is further, yeah, further than I've run in years. I think the furthest I've ever done is 9k. And that was when I was like 20. So, you know, to get back, I'd like to be able to do 10k by the end of June, if I can. Um, and yeah, just feeling really good. How about you? Oh my gosh, 10k by the end of June. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> we'll see. You'll have to hold me accountable. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. I'm proud of you for doing that. You're making me feel like I should do something like that. But <laughs> No, you have to do it. You can do whatever you want. I'm just doing it because it's fun and I'm enjoying doing it with my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So in May for me, I created a ton of content. (laughs) I launched basic, I created two masterclasses, which are basically kind of like not online courses, but they're virtual trainings. So each one is like 60 to 90 minutes, like a video of me talking and doing slides and doing video tutorials um so kind of 60 to 90 minutes of that plus a workbook and that's what I'm classing as like a masterclass and um yeah I launched two of them they're 20 pounds each one is about understanding your ideal customer and one is about influencer marketing um so I launched both of them and I've sold quite a few so happy about that um I also sold a few more Flowdesk uh email marketing with Flowdesk courses um I just set myself a goal to sell um, a certain number each month and I hit that Mm -hmm. so that's good um and then I've also been working on uh creating a free Instagram course so it's um I think there's like nine lessons in there and it's Mm -hmm. completely free to sign up um we'll leave the link in the episode notes but Mm -hmm. I've been working on that and launched that last week which has gone really really well too and I finally posted a blog post on the Cornish Life blog because um, it had honestly been like well over a month since I'd posted anything on there. I kind of just uh, had no motivation to post anything. I didn't have any content to post because we've been on lockdown and my blog is all about Cornwall and my adventures. So um, yeah, I hadn't been posting on there for a while. So I finally did that on Friday and that felt good to kind of get the ball moving on that a little bit um and just highlights wise just yeah being able to finally see um a friend at a time has been great uh and get outside more we've been in the sea a lot going for lots of surfs and swims um and we are still doing our like Saturday date nights although Mm -hmm. this week we went and had a barbecue instead but that counts um, yeah that counts (laughs) yeah so that's been really nice too um but yeah in june um i just kind of want to sell a few more of those courses and masterclass and keep creating content and mm-hmm. i mean i don't really have any goals like health 
and exercise wise at the moment I'm mm. doing like just workouts um a few times a week and just happy with that because surfing is yeah. quite a lot of exercise too to be honest so yeah um, sure. you get tired out from doing that but yeah, yeah. so that is our my month of May. So before we go into our topic for today's episode, has there been anything you've been watching or reading that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I have been watching nothing that overly exciting, but we started watching the first two episodes of Tiny Little Fires, which is a new Amazon Prime show with um, Reese Witherspoon in it. Um, and it was getting pretty good reviews on Instagram I was seeing. So we've seen the first episodes of that, and it's it's like a family drama saga sort of thing. We've enjoyed the first episodes. Can't say much more than that on it because I haven't watched beyond that yet, but that's been good so far. And then we've been watching every week The Great British Sewing Bee, which is the oh, nerdiest... Yeah. It's the nerdiest show ever, but it's it's it kind of is a bit like British Bake Off, which is a really good feel-good show, something that you just want to watch and you want to feel a bit more happy about and nothing stressful. Oh, and the other thing, which I forgot to write down in my notes, is the BBC Three show, Glow Up, which is about oh, yeah. um, makeup artists, which is so good if you're into fashion and makeup and creativity. It's a really fun show to watch. It's really, really good. Yes, I remember you talking about that last year. I think I did watch a couple, but um, Alex isn't really super into that stuff, so um, well, watch it on my he own. Might, but... He might be, because Tom has enjoyed watching it. He's watched the first, he's watched the last two with me, and he's it's it's quite entertaining because they're they're so talented. Um, so he might enjoy it if he gave it a go. Make him tell him I make him watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did that last time to be fair I can't remember what that was with oh yeah money heist <laughs> and it worked out didn't it so take it worked out <laughs> fair enough what about um reading and listening and stuff um I've been reading so I read the book by Pat Flynn called Superfans which is one that I know you've read um yes, and love it, it. it's really good it's really easy to read I love Pat's podcast his newsletters like everything I think Pat Flynn is an amazing guy um, and it's sort of given me a lot of ideas. And he has a free companion course that you can do through the book that he just is like sort of extras to exercises to you can go through. So part of my schedule for this week is to go through that tomorrow and work through it and just make some notes of things I want to do and put into action the stuff I've learned from the book because it's quite an action packed book. Yeah. And then I started reading yesterday a book called One Million Followers by Brendan Kane, which I don't... Have you heard of it? Oh, is it... Okay. Hang on. No, I have. Is it... I keep getting adverts for it on Instagram and Facebook, like, all the time. Yeah, so I had seen the same thing. I've seen a million, like, Instagram stories adverts for it, and it's just been popping up, popping up. And because I finished Superfans, I was like, oh, I need something new to read. And I went on my Kindle on Amazon Prime. I'm currently reading on my Kindle. I go through phases of my Kindle and not liking it and then liking it. Um, and it was just one that kept popping up. So I read the free extract from it and I then ended up buying it because I do need to build my audience a bit at the moment. That's one of the things I'm trying to work yeah. on going forward for the next six months. That's one of my big focuses. And this felt like, okay, maybe this will help because... I have no idea. Um, so far, I'd say that it's 
it's very technical. The first chapter I've read has been all about Facebook ads and it's like, whoa, this is, you you need a pen and paper to go through this and actually like make notes and write stuff down because it's quite complicated. Um, I'm, I've only read the first two chapters, so I'm quite curious to see how it goes. So far, it feels quite superficial and a little bit just about the numbers. Um, sure, okay. Which I'm not sure how I feel about, but I'm always someone who's been interested in like internet culture and how you know the back end of stuff works and growth and everything like that. So I think it will only do me good to read it and I can just take yeah. what I want and leave what I don't like from it. Um, so I'll, I'll report back when I finished it. Um, yes, definitely. And do. Then, I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, so I'll let you know how it is. And then listening wise, uh, you recommended this to me was the Get Paid podcast by Claire Pelletro. She was yeah. one of the speakers on that seminar that we watched. And it's about, she's kind of, her thing is Facebook ads. Um, but she has this podcast where she asks online influencers and online course creators and everyone who's got an online business about their numbers and like how much they actually earn and she is the best interviewer ever she really she, is it's so good she just she's got no fears about asking the most blunt questions and she literally just pulls out like but how much did you actually earn from that like launch how much did you make profit like how much was it how much did all the facebook ads cost you she's really really good so i've been enjoying that Yes, I love it. It's it's just so funny to hear her, like, people will be talking and she'll be just like, oh, wait, 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 um, so can we just circle back to that and you just explain that in more detail and tell us the numbers about that and, like, really kind of dig deep when people are talking. Like, I, I think we set, both said to each other, didn't we, like, I would hate to be interviewed by her. Yeah. It would probably really stress me out because I'd be like, yeah. oh, my God, she's basically, like, doing a job interview. Like, it's stressful, yeah. but all of her guests handle it really well and she does it in a nice Mm. way it's just very like and it's fascinating to listen to Mm. so if you have any kind of online business and you're interested in the numbers part of it definitely definitely go and have a listen to that um it's Mm -hmm. really good so for me I have been uh we've just been watching like dynasty or dynasty or whatever on Netflix just like a really cheesy easy to watch thing um Mm -hmm. at the moment because to be honest we've been out at the beach a lot in the evenings um so we haven't been watching a whole lot but I just started a new book last night called the one percent rule um I can't believe I can't remember who it's by but um I've heard it referenced by a lot of people before and it's basically um along the similar vein of the compound effect um, those types of books, basically talking about how if you do something that moves you 1% closer to your goals each day in different areas of your life, and mm-hmm. you do that consistently, then it creates a compound effect, um, which is it very basically, I've only read the first chapter. So um, I'm kind of waiting for the magic secrets to come out um, as I'm reading it. But I found it really interesting, because I was reading the first chapter. And do you ever get it when you're reading a book? And like they'll say things, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, they're like talking to me." I'm trying yeah. to remember what it was. Honestly, I, I, it happened about three or four different times as I was reading this chapter. I was like, how, "This is this is spookily." Like, how do they? How does he know that he's talking to me? Um, yeah, he just clearly done a lot of uh, market research about kind mm. of pain points of his typical readers, and he was really yeah. picking them out. And I was like, "Wow, that's 
this it better be good because he started out this uh, whole book like it's going to tell me how to solve my whole life <laughs> oh my god well let yeah let me know how it is yeah because I want to know how that goes because I might want to read it after you yeah for sure it's on my kindle but um I yeah. will report back on that one so today we wanted to talk about creativity. I kind of just put it down as a really general note. Um, I'm not very good at fleshing out these topic ideas, but I know that we've got a lot of people who listen to us and follow us who are creatives or would class mm-hmm. themselves as creatives, whether you run a creative business or you are just a creative minded person. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've got a lot of people who follow us um, who are like that. So I thought it would just be interesting to just talk about our own kind of experiences with creativity, the struggles behind it, um, what does creativity actually mean to us and stuff like that. But Olivia, do you want to start? Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's, it's such a broad topic. And yeah. It's... I, just, I think that when I think of creativity, I just think about myself, really. Like, I've always been classed as a creative person, but... I wasn't always the best creative person. Like I I have such distinct memories of being seven or eight years old and, and trying really hard and really wanting to draw the best or have the prettiest handwriting and not having it. Um, Yeah. And like having my, one of my best friends was really good at drawing and I was just so jealous of her and how she could draw really well. And that's I still have that struggle of like I love that I'm a creative person and I love creativity but I'm I always want to be better um and that's it's been an interesting reflection for me today to think about how I'm actually I am creative but I think I'm quite a strategically creative person um in that I I shoot images that I know I'm going to benefit from in some way that are going to push my career forward or yeah I'm lacking in my yeah. portfolio like there's always something I'm, I'm I'm not just doing something because most of the time and like doesn't that doesn't make it less joyful like I absolutely adore what I do and I get so much joy from creating and doing what I do and being that creative person well I actually had the opposite so it, when I was younger in like primary school and stuff I was the like creative kid who could draw and everyone Mm. would make those comments and be like oh you're so arty you're so arty and my parents was always like oh yeah you're the arty one Mm. um and then obviously I still um pursued like drama and art when I was in secondary school then I went to college and still did like arty kind of stuff to do with film Mm. and drama still and then um and then I went and did business on from that and I think I feel like sometimes I don't think I can create if it's just for me and I wonder Mm -hmm. if it's and and like I'll create something but for a purpose like Mm -hmm. for a benefit like you said like either to enhance your portfolio or to do something business-wise um and I find it I find it amazing and I love hearing people's like passion and stuff when people just create because they just want to and yeah. they just feel compelled to create and they can just do it for mm-hmm. themselves and they don't have to share it which yeah. I if I create something I can't not share it 
I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it's a generation thing, though? Because we've grown up with everything's shared on social media and stuff. Probably. I don't know. I've, I know that I definitely feel guilt for the fact that I don't want to do stuff like that. Like, when I was at school, my school, we didn't have any photography training. There was no... You couldn't do photography at my school. So when I did my international baccalaureate, I painted because that was the only thing that I could do in art um, that would get me my results because I wanted to, of course, being the competitive person I am, I wanted to get a seven, which is the highest grade. Um, yeah. So since finishing school, though, and finishing my foundation degree, I haven't painted a single thing. Like, I've not done no. it. It's t- I, I graduated 10 years ago last Friday, so it's been 10 years since I finished high school. And I, I know, madness. And um, (laughs) I haven't painted a single thing apart from like really briefly three weeks ago, I did a painting and I say that in inverted commas on my iPad. And I feel really, I feel strange guilt for not wanting to and feeling like I'm not not a true creative person because I don't paint or I'm not crafty, but I've, I've never been crafty. I've never been good at like, sewing or making things out of paper mache or anything like that I just can't do that sort of thing yeah so I always feel like I basically peaked with my creativity skills at around the age of 15 like I could draw like reasonably well around then and then since then I now look at other people and I'm like they can draw but I think it's because like they can draw way way better than me why did I ever think I was good at this but I think it's possibly because I just didn't practice or Mm -hmm. like I didn't do any more which is really interesting actually it reminds me of the growth mindset um book by Carol Mm. Dweck that I talked about before and it's like if you're told something when you're younger oh you're so talented at this you're so talented at that you don't you end up not trying as a hard to like challenge yourself and improve because mm-hmm. you're like oh I've got a natural talent I don't need yeah. to try harder and improve mm-hmm. um but actually what that ends up doing is you then reach a point where you're not trying or improving or challenging yourself and other people mm-hmm. overtake you so then you kind of lag behind and then lose some identity and lots of people mm-hmm. can really struggle with that and that's the whole yeah. thing about with a fixed that's like a fixed mindset telling yourself I have a talent I don't need to do anything else to it rather than that you Mm. should be constantly improving but I think aside from the fact that I don't think I'm actually that good anymore obviously I am creative because I do a creative job I do website design I do brand design Mm. and stuff like that and I love doing those things and I get joy out of creating I create content like you said and love doing that I create educational videos and I write I write blog posts and take photos of my adventures and stuff like that I love creating but I I don't love creating without a purpose and that like and I don't think that's a problem like I think that we are saying to ourselves in our minds that we're not true creatives because we don't do it without needing to show someone but I don't think that makes us any less creative than the person who literally does just want to paint their garden or go and sit somewhere on a hill and paint something because they want to. Like That sounds idyllic, but 
doesn't make them any more creative than it makes us I guess it's so funny because I did the same thing as you um with like creating these little clay items that I used to do like clay jewelry and these little like miniature basically clay cakes and like food items and stuff um I used to make jewelry along those lines but I recently was like oh well it's lockdown I want a new indoor hobby because the weather was bad at the beginning of lockdown um so I bought more of this clay and I tried to get into it again just like you did with the painting and you were like oh maybe I should do this and then I did it and I was just like looking at the thing that I made and I was like oh but it looks rubbish like it doesn't look good enough and then I was like made something that looked good and I wanted to just instantly share it and create an Instagram account all for that just get so carried away with oh I've created something nice I have like did a tree really fall in the forest if no one was around to hear it it's kind of like did I really does it really matter if I created this if no one is around to see it and I I feel mm-hmm. guilty for thinking like that but then I yeah. I a shouldn't like you say like that yeah. doesn't make me any less creative but just I'm really desperate to share about it um and b I do think that that is potentially because of growing up in a world where you just mm. share everything you take photos of everything all the time and you share what you're doing and you get that kind of gratification when people like something or give you feedback yeah. and stuff and if you're not to me if I'm not getting feedback on it or it's not out in the world and people haven't seen it then it doesn't bring me as much joy but I think that's always been the purpose of art like if you think about paintings in the renaissance the whole point of people having paintings done they commissioned paintings for their homes was so that when people came around to their homes they could admire the amazing painting they had and all the painters you know they would paint in the churches but they did that because that's places where people would go so that's very I think, true I think that art has always been about sharing it and showing it off to people there's um I think I don't know very many people at all who just do something and never ever show it to someone like what's the point if you can't share it I don't know it's a funny one yeah well I know well I think I always think in terms of like for example my gran and my mum, mm-hmm. they're both really into crafts. Like my mum is the most creative, crafty person. She does, I re- I found out yesterday that she does calligraphy. Didn't even know that. Didn't even know oh she could God. do calligraphy, but apparently she can do that. Um, she sews, she knits, she can, she yeah. literally can take a sheep's wool. She cards it, she, um, which is like a term for cleaning it and making it more soft, puts mm-hmm. it through her spinning wheel and then she'll either use her loom to make to weave something or she will like <laughs> knit it once it's like she will literally go from sheep to a finished product like a jacket That's or something amazing um, <laughs> but and I think about that and I'm like oh this is just like her hobby she just does it but actually she does she has a she's part of the spinners dyers and weavers group oh she dyes it as well by the way she goes out forages her lichens and her plants and dyes the wool as well I love Um, your (laughs) mum uh yeah she's amazing she's got so many crazy talents but um she does that she is part of a group that they then obviously share what they've done she's very competitive and they have like competitions every quarter and she shares it with them she shares it with Mm -hmm. her family my gran as well like even though she's not part of a 
group she does like tapestry and embro- embroidery but she does yeah. show the family yeah. and puts it out on her well, sofa and stuff I guess. my my mum knits and recently started doing this crocheting um and yeah the first thing she does when she starts getting something that's starting to look good is send pictures to all her friends like that's what she does <laughs> which is normal because you're like excited and you're like look what I've done look what I've done and then when she, she she went through a phase basically when I left home of just knitting like a ferocious person and what did everyone get for Christmas was scarves hats and jumpers that she'd knitted so I think that no matter what kind of creativity that you do or what your creativity is or how you express yourself you want to show people you want to share that with someone and show off what makes you happy and what makes you feel excited and I think that's just normal and that was just their well that is just their version of posting it on Instagram and stuff I guess exactly that kind of helps because I do I do feel like sometimes oh am I just really shallow for wanting to share stuff and I'm not oh I feel bad because I can't just create and be a whimsical creative who just does it out of joy I want to always share it I think you'll find that the mythical creative people that you look up to you look up to them because they're sharing their mythical creatives on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) very very good point very good point (laughs) so with creativity then what's your biggest kind of struggle when like how do you get creativity like or how do you lose it have you ever had that yeah well when I was at uni so before I got to uni I was the photographer like everyone knew that I did photography I was I'd become known as the girl that shot all the time and that went out every sort of other day and was doing some kind of photography project and that carried on throughout uni and then when I got to my third year I got I got very sick in the summers between my second and my third year of uni um I had some mental health problems and all sorts of other things and it, it meant that I kind of lost my drive that paired with not loving my degree at the end of my uni time I just completely burnt out and I lost my drive to take any photos and I genuinely thought that like that creative side of me had died I thought it had gone I was sure I'd never shoot again and then I became inspired by someone like one day I was looking through someone's blog this was in 2016 and it all came back like overnight it just all flooded back into me and it's never gone away since so but that doesn't mean that I've not had periods where I felt less creative or a bit more frustrated or not sure what I want to do and if ever I feel like that I I know what tends to fill up my creative buckets and that is being outside in nature traveling going somewhere beautiful that I feel inspired by looking at other imagery and other art watching movies that I really enjoy um and reading those tend to sort of refill my creativity what about you that's a really good way of looking at it. and I'm guessing that when you say one of like one way to fill up one of your buckets is to look at other art and stuff 
that's mm. art that's I guess totally different not like you're not looking at competitors and stuff like that it, it can or it can't be like sometimes if I'm in a good headspace and I'm not feeling bad about myself or bad about my creativity I will look at other photographers and I will sort of get inspired by what they've shot I have to be careful doing that because I can quickly fall into a comparison trap of feeling not as good as they are as I mentioned at the start I always feel frustrated that I'm not as good as I want to be um so I have to be careful doing that but a lot of the time I do get inspired by the photography but more and more these days I'm actually finding that I'm being inspired by concepts and nature and paintings a lot as well so I guess for me I I mean I've always been asked like surely if you work as a creative if you do creative uh, stuff as a job if you like Mm -hmm. and you get paid for it does that take the enjoyment out of it does it do you think it does for you or do you think it has any effect no I don't think I don't think it has any effect I think what does have an effect and what can make me lose my kind of creativity mojo if you like and have those kind of spells like you described is when so for example with website design I think that if I'm asked to do loads of edits and stuff like that then I feel very drained creatively and then I struggle to get back on the kind of creative horse again if you like after that so like obviously creating the website or the brand design um myself to start with the kind of initial draft I've got all these ideas flowing and I'll put it together um and obviously with any kind of project like that you're always going to have edits I don't begrudge clients for having edits or wanting things changed it's not that but it's if you have to do a lot of hard work to completely change something or um just go back and edit things a lot is something that really takes the fun out of it for me and it's the same with writing as well so um I think we talked about it before in another episode but I always have been of the kind of feeling that when I'm writing something I want to edit it as I go along so it has to be pretty perfect as I go along I've never been someone who can just do like as they say a brain dump of all the information and then go back and refine it and edit it I have to refine as I go along because I want to be in that flow of creation and I don't want to have to go back and edit it because it ruins it it's like when you're at school and if you did media studies or anything like that you'll know even in English um, English literature actually you read a book and you're like, great, this is a great book. And then in mm. school, they make you go back through every yeah. chapter, go back through and make notes on everything and they just flog it to yeah. death. Or like with a movie in media studies or film studies, they will make you watch it and you're like, cool, that was great. And then you have to go back and edit everything and redo it. And yeah, yeah it's it reminds me of school and it completely takes all the joy out of it. <laughs> Um, I find and then I find like days afterwards um, if I've just had to do like a big edit of a website I feel drained because I feel like it's like the inspiration has gone because I've just been having to do that I don't know what it is but that's what loses it for me um, Mm -hmm. and makes me then have like a gap of like a week or so feeling like oh um, is anything that I'm doing right like I can't think of new ideas right now (laughs) but yeah I think as you say like everyone gets that and then in terms of filling it back up I'm so with you on like 
you have to get out somewhere it doesn't even have to be outside if outside is not your thing that's fine it's both of our things but like just get away from your normal space where you normally create go somewhere else that's why traveling is really good obviously we can't all do that we can't do it at the moment but just getting into a different space yeah um can really really help like trigger inspiration I guess and Mm -hmm. yeah reading and consuming things that aren't anything to do with what you're trying to create or what your kind of creativity is all around I guess so like for you it's artwork or things like that for me it might be Mm -hmm. just actually photography (laughs) so if I'm trying to if I'm losing my website design or brand design mojo then looking at nice pictures can help Mm -hmm. too but I think it's just important to talk about it and share our own thoughts because Mm -hmm. lots of other people probably feel the exact same way and even Olivia and I clearly second guess ourselves with you know oh have I lost my creativity am I actually a creative person do like am I a valid creative person if I want to share it and I know that we can't be the only people who have these issues so what I'm thinking like challenge wise and ideas wise for other topics I don't know if you had any other ideas for challenges and stuff well my challenge for myself this month is to make a TikTok video every day of the working week (laughs) is it oh my gosh (laughs) what about photography god you have been quite hot on it to be honest I haven't been on your page for a while yeah so I want to build my audience on like Instagram and TikTok and in general just build my audience more and I just know that that is a place where a lot of people are hanging out and the algorithms are quite favorable so I was like you know what I'm, I'm just gonna I was like right last night in the bath I was sitting there and I said if I just commit to myself to making the month of June my TikTok month who knows what will happen so that's going to be something I'm just doing. And honestly, the video I did this afternoon took me probably about five minutes. So it's not hard to do. And did you, are you repurposing it for like IGTV or anything? No, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to leave them there and see how they perform, see how I enjoy it. And then if I see that it's working and that I'm kind of getting a groove or I'm finding sort of what I want my content to look like, then I might share it on IGTV or Instagram stories. Interesting. That's such a good like tip though, if anyone wants to kind of break their way into a new platform or into a new kind of marketing strategy or anything really, like set yourself a challenge to just do it for a month. Like you don't have to commit to doing it for longer yeah. than that. Just like set a start and an end and say, this is my commitment, my challenge, and I'm going to do that and then see how it goes. It's like a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good luck. That sounds fun. I can't wait to see those. And um, yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again next week with another topic as well. Remember, if you want to get more business content from me, you can head to byrosanna.co.uk, which is my website design and online education business. Or if you want more personal stuff, head to thecornishlife.co.uk for my Cornwall lifestyle blog. And if you'd like to check out my fashion photography portfolio, head to oliviabossert.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the business of fashion photography, head to oliviabossertteducation.com. Thank you.